0: Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea.
1: Hi, Marissa. Hey, Jamie. It's been a while since I've seen you. It
0: has. Uh, you've been on a wonderful trip around the world. Well, one place in the world, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and back home. Just a single, just a <laughs> single location, and then home again. Um, but it was pretty eventful. It was. I got stuck. Uh huh. I got stuck in Spain. Oh boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, no, I mean yes, it was. Um, it was a good European country to get stuck in. Yeah, thanks to COVID, because they didn't put any restrictions on me. Right. So I was like, okay, I tested positive. Now what do I do? And they're like, whatever you want. Like we don't care. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I did. I just kept exploring. so tell us some of the, the <laughs>
0: things that you did with covid
1: <laughs> <laughs> on your own in Spain. Oh I would like to preface that I did wear a mask in indoor places. I didn't just willy nilly go given covid to everybody yeah, so I'll start by saying we we started off in Madrid um which was cool, but not, like, my favorite okay. place. Like, like, I feel like we did everything there was to do in Madrid, and I was like, all right, cool, I've conquered this place. This is, this is I'm pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID, yes. Um, pre your diagnosis <laughs> pre- of COVID. Correct. I could have had COVID at that point and not yeah, known it. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think I did, though. But the coolest thing we did in Madrid, in my opinion, is something that's not even always there. It's a book festival that was there for, like, a month, I think. Okay. And um they had 378 stalls. Like, I... Wow. Th- PJ and I thought we were going to walk up, and it was just going to be this little, you know, like, a couple little stalls and a few people selling books and whatever. And we walk up, and we look, and we're like, oh, my God. Like, it was huge. Um... Yeah, we spent a good time there. Um, that was where we were first attacked by the deadly pollen. So I'll <laughs> I'll explain. There was this pollen that was in the air. And Now, the book festival was in a park, so lots of trees around. Right. And, I mean, everybody was coughing and sneezing, and PJ and I were joking, like, oh, my God, it's COVID, but it was the pollen that it would like get inside your nose and your throat and like you couldn't stop coughing. And then you, there was this thing that would happen that the first time it happened to PJ, I laughed at her cause I thought she was just being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> and then it happened to me and I was like, Oh God. But it was like the pollen would get stuck in your throat and you, you would legit like, she looked at me and she was like, I can't breathe. I need water. And I was like, okay, you're being dramatic. <laughs> And then it happened to me, and I was like, I'm going to die from pollen. <laughs> <laughs> you legit thought that
0: pollen That's was so going to be strange. It was
1: the weirdest thing. So, when I did, I mean, I was sneezing, coughing, whatever. And when we got to Barcelona a couple of days later, I was like sniffly and stuff. And I thought it was just the pollen because I have really bad allergies. So, I was like, oh, well, it finally got to me, and the pollen is, you know causing all these problems and um then I took a COVID test PJ was like just take a test just to see and I was like yeah yeah whatever (laughs) and I took a test and literally I mean like 60 seconds into it it was a very very dark or bright I guess pink line and I was like oh no (laughs) yeah but she did not get COVID. she never got covid she moved her flight up a day early because she had already been in europe for two weeks prior to meeting up with me so she was like i've got to get home to my family like i'm sorry to have to leave you but i really need to get home and i didn't blame her i mean i get it you know um so she left and i stayed and honestly i had a great time like while PJ was in Barcelona, which I loved way more than Madrid, um, before the COVID diagnosis, <laughs> we did a bike tour, which your sister actually recommended oh, really? to us. Yeah, the Fat Tire bike tour. And so we got to kind of see a bunch of the the big things and decide, okay, what are we gonna come back to? Um And then that evening, we went to the Sagrada Familia, which was one of the most incredible things I've seen in my whole life. It's this church that was designed by Anthony Gaudi, and um, he was an architect. And he, I mean, every detail of this church has a meaning and a purpose that he thought through. And it was like the height of the church is like, you know, just slightly shorter than the nearby mountain because he said like he didn't want to build anything as a man higher than what God had built and just, I mean, everything had, you know, was thought through so meticulously Mm -hmm. and it was absolutely breathtaking and gorgeous. It's still not finished. It has been being built. Oh, wow. Okay. I think the first cornerstone was laid in eighteen eighty six, I think. And it's been being built ever since then. Um and Gaudi left very detailed plans for it. So they're building it to his specifications oh, and That's really cool. It is absolutely incredible. If if you ever get the chance, like go to Barcelona just for that. Even if you're there for a couple of hours, go see this church. It is mind blowing. I think it's supposed to be finished in, like, 2026... Between 2026 and 2030. Okay. Supposedly. But, like, COVID slowed them down and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so he had also designed these, like, a few houses for people. And um, I think there are six or seven of his works that are on the UNESCO World Heritage uh, list. And so... While I was stuck in Barcelona, I just went and visited as many of these as I could because I was so fascinated by him and his just the way his mind worked and the stuff that he would come up with was oh, it was incredible. And so I was like, This is what I'm doing while I'm stuck here. I'm going to see all the guys. That's actually stuff really that cool. I yeah, I mean,
0: like it. A detour from just, okay, well, I'm going to go and walk around and do this. Like, it was a specific.
1: Yeah. And so I had to keep testing every day to see if I was negative and allowed to fly home to my home country, um, (laughs) who (laughs) wouldn't let me back in. Um, And so I would, like, test. And if it was positive, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to make a plan for tomorrow. And I'll do that. And if I test positive again, I'll make another plan. And I'll just keep doing it until I'm allowed to go home, you know. Um, so did you get to stay in the same? I stayed in the same hotel.
0: They oh the, okay. You were in a hotel. Okay. Yes,
1: I was in a hotel. They made accommodations for me, um, so I was able to stay in like the same room and everything. And they were like, "You can do whatever you want." Like we ask you to wear a mask around the hotel since you know that you have COVID, but otherwise, go do whatever you want. I was like, "All right, thanks, bye." <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Kind of a crazy surreal experience but it was also really incredible um and i drank lots of sangria while i was there well yeah why wouldn't you so can we go straight into our tea we for today can, we
0: can so jamie came back and got me this awesome box of teas and cocktails and it tells you how to prepare them we were actually looking at it and like half the instructions are in Spanish and the other half are in English but they're next to each other and so at first I was just seeing the Spanish and I was like these are in Spanish and she's like let me see and she's like no yeah this side's English and so I like looked at it again and I was just like I I think I'm losing my mind because this is in Spanish Um, and then I finally realized that they were kind of back to back on this sheet in, anyways, um, <laughs> but they're very intense in their instruction, and we are going to actually just be doing a review of the tea by itself without all the fancy
1: add add-ins. Yeah, all of the all of the instructions were like, prepare the tea either in a mug or um, a teapot tea kettle. Some of them varied and then it was like, you need all of these different ingredients <laughs> and these special flowers that we have never heard of that it turns out like came with the box that we just didn't realize at first cuz oh we're like well let's just go back out, go out in the back garden and pick some mauve flowers
0: <laughs> but um it's a beautiful pink color
1: it is I did mean, you put any sweetener in i did okay
0: um it's really really pretty and it was really neat to see so we did an iced tea because that's how it's recommended for most of these cocktail teas and um jamie said the lady in spain who she bought it from at the tea shop recommended the sangria tea specifically yes so that's the one that we decided to try first and um it was kind of neat to see all the pink come into the water like infusing it yeah yeah so
1: let's see I I put too much sweetener but that's really good. I I did too. Actually, <laughs> I put too much sweetener
0: as well, but that's delicious. That is so good. Like it's super strong. Like it's it's very very infused. It's not just a uh, it's it's
1: not subtle. No. Well, I did leave it brewing in the cold water for a while, but that's so good. <laughs> Do we have any um information about, like, ingredients or anything?
0: I don't know that it specifically has ingredients listed. Um,
1: what about on the box? Yes. Okay. Oh, good.
0: Here we go. Uh, sangria
1: tea. Is it's it in, in Spanish? Spanish? No. <laughs> half English, half Spanish again? Okay.
0: Okay, sorry. There's there's a couple different lines. One's in, some are in Spanish, <laughs> some are in English. Okay, so... Um, Apple, beetroot, raisins, orange, hibiscus, and flavors. And flavors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I taste the flavors. They're very strong. Out of
0: all the the descriptions, the flavors are the ones that I can taste the most.
1: (laughs) Honestly, that's super good. I like mixed it a little more and it's my, my sweetener has mixed in. You hear thank, that? Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that sound. Uh, and so I'm not just getting a, a blast of sweet and I'm getting the tea and it's really, really yummy. So this came from, I think it's called the tea shop. Is it? Yeah. It's just called tea shop. Um, in Spain, in in Barcelona. This is from Barcelona. And I literally, I was like, PJ, we have to find a place to buy some tea. I need to bring some tea home. And so she Googled, and this is the place we found that was not far from us. And um, we went in, and honestly, it was kind of like a, do you remember like Tivana, Like mm-hmm. those kind of yeah. stores in the malls? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that kind okay. of store. But um, they had these cool little gift sets. And yeah, very cool. And really good tea. So it also
0: looks like they have a location in Madrid okay well so they have the barcelona store and a madrid store in case um you are interested and you're in those locations if (laughs) you're not in barcelona and you happen to be madrid (laughs) and you want tea (laughs) and you want to try the sangria tea you're in luck (laughs) wow Um,
1: um yeah really really yummy well now
0: i can't wait to try all the other ones we have to try all the other ones on, on the podcast. Yep. So
1: there's the sangria, which we're having. There's dry martini tea, which, Martini tea. Sorry. Um, there's <laughs> mojito tea and white daiquiri tea. I bet the white daiquiri one's really good. Okay.
0: And, like <laughs> it, okay, so if you add all the ingredients that they talk about with this sangria tea, I bet you really could make a really awesome cocktail. Yeah. Because they talk about, you know, you lemon juice, orange juice, orange slices, and, and then, then they
1: you can add. They recommended adding cognac, cognac and red wine, and red wine. I miss the red wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and red wine to make it alcoholic. If you wanted to be an actual cocktail, and I can only imagine how many more flavors that would <laughs> add into this really robust flavor profile already. Um, but that's delicious like for a party doing like a big thing of that
1: yeah like a big picture of it would be um really good i just want to have a picture of just the tea just in my fridge at all times really though just to have, i'm gonna see if they have an online store yeah really though because it's really
0: really good yeah like a really awesome
1: like iced tea. summery ice tea mm-hmm. yeah i love it
0: all right we want to talk about our book
1: yeah, um, before we begin, I'm wondering um, if our listeners can hear the birds in the background because it's actually kind of nice. It is kind of nice, but also that kind of lends itself to the book that we're talking about. It does. Which is Disney inspired. It is. So today we're doing something that we've only done once previously, we're doing a joint book.
0: Together. Yeah. So the other the other book that we did was actually just spontaneous. We happened to read the same book, which was Book Lovers by Emily Henry,
1: and both of these happen to be about book editors and publishing, yes. which is interesting.
0: Um, but m- my husband actually was listening to that episode, and afterwards he mentioned to me um, that he really liked the banter back and forth about the same book and like our different takes and that he just thought the conversation was really interesting. And so after he said that, Jamie and I kind of talked about it and we appreciate his feedback. <laughs> Thanks, and, Michael. <laughs> uh, and decided that um, it would be a good once a month um, episode to talk about, to read and then discuss the same book.
1: Yeah, so so this this month's, Book episode is by the book by Jasmine Guillory, um, which is part of a series. Did you realize that? I didn't realize that. Is this the first one, hopefully? This is the second one. Okay. See, and I,
0: I have done this before with her other books. I've read... (laughs) <laughs> the second one and then I'm always a little confused because it sounds Cause it
1: acts like you should know some stuff yeah
0: and I'm just like I don't what's going on
1: this okay. this series is a little bit different and they're not all by Jasmine Guillory so oh yeah okay. so this is the part of the meant to be series and it's Disney inspired so the first one was If the Shoe Fits by Julie Murphy who wrote like Dumplin' mm. and Puddin' in those yeah. books um and this is the second one. So, if the shoe fits was obviously Cinderella, mm-hmm. and this one um, by the book is uh, Beauty, and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So, did you read the first one? I didn't. Okay. I, I want to go back and read it now because, unlike you, I really enjoyed this book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get that. Could you try again? I wasn't talking to you, Siri.
0: Anyway, I didn't not enjoy it. I just, it wasn't my absolute favorite. And I told you, I've told you this before. I think I've said this on the podcast. I have read maybe two other Jasmine Guillory novels and I just don't love it. Like, I I like it. Like, it's like, okay, because I'm obviously continue to read her um, novels. And I think that they're good in their easy, fun reads. But there's something about them that just feels missing. Like, I don't know... I don't know. And I don't always... The narrators that she chooses or that... I don't know if she chooses the Usually the publisher. The narrator that are that read her um, audiobooks. I don't know why. There's just something... I don't know if it's the same narrator or if it's a different one. But I just don't always love it. Um, and I think that you and I kind of talked... It, this is a good thing, but it was also a little bit of a negative for me, which doesn't make any sense, I guess. But... She would put laughter into it. So when the characters were talking, they were actually laughing. Like, she would laugh when she was talking. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, she's trying to make it lively and feel like like you can hear the
1: movie. I don't know. Well, because the description of the book would say, you know... Izzy laughed as she said blah blah blah, right. and so she would put in the laughter, right.
0: which is neat that the narrator did that. But for some reason, it was a little.
1: Well, <sighs> did you? What speed did you listen at? Regular? I don't know. Regular.
0: Whatever it was. Yeah.
1: Because I listened. At like 1.5, 1.75, and so the the laugh just came off as like creepy and weird because it would be like Izzy laughed if she said blah blah blah, and he'd be like, <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> and I just like this kind of taken away from the anyway, um,
0: but it didn't even sound like she laughed. It was like talking in the scene with laughter in her voice. Yes. Which is cool that she did it, but it was, I don't know why, just, I just didn't like it. And I did and I didn't. I was like, I get it, but I don't love it.
1: And that, I think that's fair. I mean, I didn't love it because it sounded really, really weird. Do you sped typically
0: up. listen to your books on... Um, like at the, least 1.5, yeah. At least point. I need to do that and see if
1: I prefer that. You get through them a lot faster. And it doesn't... So, lately I've been starting at 1.25. Mm-hmm. Um, just to let my brain get acclimated to what's going on in the story. And then once I'm invested, I speed it up to like one and a half and then 1.75. And depending on the book, depending on how slowly the narrator speaks, sometimes I can do 2.0. But I find that if you start off at that speed, it's really hard to focus on like what's happening in the book. On 2.0? Well, or
0: 1.5?
1: 1.5. Sometimes I can do 1.75 is usually too fast for the start of a book but I can work my way up to it. So, definitely try it. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're an audiobook listener, you'll get through a lot more audiobooks that yeah. way. Um So, I will say I love Jasmine Guillory. I've read and loved all of her books. I mean, some more than others, obviously, but Sure. This one was very different. Than her other books. It was a lot lighter in tone. It was more playful. And I get it. It's, it's Disney inspired. It has sure. to be. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that about it. Yeah. I liked it for what it was. Right. So. Um, shall we just jump into. Sure. Yeah. The description mm-hmm. the, or the explanation of the plot. Yep. Um, so there's Isabel who is supposed to be Belle. Right. But she goes by Izzy. And then we have Bo, who is supposed to be the beast. The other I was trying to figure out the other character names and if they relate to Oh, I didn't even think that they did. So Gavin is like her Gaston. coworker and he's definitely Gaston. Yeah. He's like the bad guy. But the other ones like Marta, her boss, or um was it Kaylee? Was that the name of No. What was her Mikayla. name? Michaela. Michaela. I don't know that those necessarily translate, no, over, I don't think but, so but that was kind of fun yeah, I mm-hmm. thought yep yeah. um, so she goes by Izzy, so you want to kick off
0: Yeah, so um she is a book editor,
1: right She a book is assistant she's like an assistant to an editor. so there's there's an Marta's edit- the editor. Marta's editor, so there's mm-hmm. editorial assistant, and then there's assistant editor, and she's an editorial assistant.
0: assistant. Yeah. Okay, so she is Marta's assistant, um, and she kind of came into this world of publishing, and she was so excited to get her foot in the door and to get started, and she just thought her career was going to blow up, and she was going to just take everything by storm. She was going to love it, and then she gets there, and things are just not that's just not what it is you know and i think that's for a lot of people when you get out of school and you're really passionate about something you have to work work your way up yeah in a, in most jobs and a lot of that is not always the most fun and you feel like well is what i'm doing really the path i'm supposed to be on and i think that's where she she is and i also think that she doesn't ask questions like she doesn't ask for the feedback and I think that if she would just kind of be a little bit more direct she probably would have been less um had less anxiety around if that job choice was the correct um career path for her
1: I mean I think that's fair of a lot of people probably don't have the confidence especially that early on to like go in and be like tell me you know but she's been there for two years I know I know, So I'm trying to defend her.
0: No, 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 I nothing against her. Um, I just, you know, at, at this point in her career, she's like, I don't know if my boss even likes me. Like, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Like, I thought that I was, um, but I don't know. So there is uh, books and manuscripts that come in all the time. She reviews them, and then she's responding to all of these authors, and there is a particular um contract that they have for a autobiography a memoir I'm sorry a memoir by um the skybo towers and he's kind of a rich kid
1: um yeah like his dad was a, f- a screenwriter who won an oscar and yeah. um i think he was an actor for a while okay
0: so he gets this book deal basically and it's I don't know, like two million dollar book deal or something crazy is what they say, but he hasn't turned in anything. Hit the date, all his dates, he's missed, and every time Izzy emails him, which is sounds like it's weekly, yeah. he doesn't reply to any emails. You can ever get in touch with him, um, and so they're getting more and more frustrated because they don't think that this is gonna happen. Basically,
1: yeah. I want to I want to interrupt you to mention that the name of the publishing company is Tale as Old as Time Publishing. That's right, that's right, yeah. So again, another little nod to Disney. Yeah.
0: Um, and to
1: Beauty and the Beast. I into to Beauty and the Beast, Tale right. Tale as Old as Time. <laughs> I know you love it whenever I break out in song. I do, song. really, yeah. really
0: do. But I did actually, um, I thought that was really cute. I was like, that's a really cute, yeah. you know, add-in. Um, so they're at a party, and... Um, Izzy overhears Marta talking about Bo and how, you know, someone just needs to go over there.
1: Someone just needs to go to his house, just yes. see what he's doing, Right, make him turn into something. Right. And so she doesn't know
0: what comes over her, but she basically volunteers herself um, to go to Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Um, to his house and just knock on the door and be like, hey, I'm here. You need help? (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of where our story picks up. Um, Also, a side note, Gavin, who we've already kind of explained, is the villain of the story and is our Gaston. Um, He was Marta's assistant prior to Isabel. And she thinks that he has her back and that he's – you know giving her encouragement yeah, and she's so like, she,
1: he's such a nice person yeah and when
0: she started she said that he was the first guy that was like if you need anything you know I know how Marta is if you know you have any questions let me know and she just thought he was a really nice co-worker and then um over time because she trusted him she actually had has always wanted to be a writer herself and so she had written a rough draft of a novel and he asked to read it or she asked him to read it. I don't remember. I
1: think she asked him.
0: And um, he gave some really harsh criticism in a way that wasn't um, constructive. It was just kind of like, yeah, stick to your day job.
1: Yeah, nice try. But really oh, sweet. Oh, that was sweet. Not, it's not yeah. very
0: good. Sorry. You should probably not do this because you're terrible at it. <laughs> and so, yeah, so... You know, she already has low confidence because of that. Um, and he's also made some comments about Marta, too. He's
1: definitely been working behind the scenes to, like, just cut her down yeah, constantly.
0: For sure. But she doesn't really realize it. Right. Like, she thinks, well, you know, he's just trying to be honest with me and give me honest feedback. And, and... he's been
1: here longer. He knows. Yeah, which is but really sad. secretly
0: he's off. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, crushing her dreams, you know, like... And then from that, she pretty much stops writing because she doesn't think that she's good enough. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna let you take over now. <laughs> I know I kind of went too far into that. No, but. no,
1: that that's good. So then um, she goes to Santa Barbara. She knocks on the door, and Michaela answers. And um, Michaela is Bo's assistant. And Michaela like steps outside to go get the mail or something. And she breaks her, not breaks, sorry. She sprains her ankle and Izzy has to help her back inside the house. And so Izzy um, has basically gotten her way into the house um, kind of in an underhanded way. Not that she means to. Um, And I I don't want to like tell the entire story here. So I'll just kind of recap a little bit that... Obviously, Bo is like, excuse me, what are you doing in my home? But in a
0: very angry way. Yes,
1: he seems um, kind of awful. And Izzy explains what she's doing there, and things just do not go well. Um, she ends up spending the night in this giant house that Bo has because I think Michaela offers for her to stay there? He does? So they basically (laughs) get in a...
0: Yeah, they get in this little um, tiff where he pretty much goads her into like, I, you know, why don't you stay here and, oh,
1: that's right. and help
0: me since you seem to know so much. And she was like, yeah, I will. And he's like, yeah, you should. I'll go get your, <laughs> where's your suitcase? She's like, it's in my car. <laughs> and so they're like sparring back and forth and he doesn't think that she's actually going to stay and she doesn't think that he's actually like wants her to stay. So she does it out of spite, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, she ends up having... Too much wine at dinner. And so she can't drive. she can't drive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So she ends up staying and then she leaves dinner before she can actually eat because they, like, they're just constantly arguing. And then she hears a knock on her door a little while later and she's like, what is going on? She thinks it's Michaela because Michaela was super nice. Um, But Michaela had already left at that moment. So she's like, I don't know what's going on. And there's food outside her door. And a note from Bo, and she's like, what the heck? He's this awful person. What is he doing? What is he playing at? Um, a-, a lot more arguing ensues between the two of them, and and Izzy's just like look dude i'm here to give you a pep talk like i'm here just to try to get you to write like and that was really the, that was the
0: thing that he said he
1: said if
0: you stay and you give me a pep talk every once a day. day every day you know and she was like yeah i can do
1: that you know so she agrees to stay and give him this pep talk every day and and they actually start working and he actually starts producing pages
0: and you know she initially just thought he was kind of this spoiled rich kid who just never had to work for anything and um she kept saying, you know, you can just get a ghostwriter. You don't have to write it yourself and he that really ticked him off because he said, you know, I he just didn't know where to start and there was a lot more trauma in his past than she knew and she'd ask him, you know, tell me, tell me where you need help. Where are you getting stuck? And he basically just said, I've deleted everything that I've ever written. Yeah. And he wouldn't go into detail about what the actual issue was like what the trauma was what happened and so he would just write around it
1: I really liked though her advice for him and when they actually did start working on the book and she was like okay you're gonna sit down and I'm gonna give you 10 minutes and you're gonna write down 10 10 scenes 10 you know scenes that you want to write about Um, and that's where he starts and he does it. And then she's like, okay, now you have 15 minutes. Take one of those scenes and start writing it. And it's like, I I mean, I know that those are, are tactics to get you to write if you're stuck and whatever, but I just thought it was a really nice way for them to kind of start working together. And like, she actually was helping him and working along towards getting his book finally written. Right. Um, I don't know how much further we should go because I don't want to, like, give away anything. Right, yeah. But, but basically it's a sweet Disney-esque love story. Um, very, like, closed door, very, I, I mean, it's funny because even, like, her best friend Priya, like, makes little comments that are straight from Beauty and the Beast, like, oh, are the teacups singing to you? Or the, <laughs> you know, different Because she's like in this, that. like,
0: massive home, and there's just everything that she could need happens to be there. A like, giant there's snack cabinet. And swimming pools, and the gardens, plural. You know, it's just all of these things that... Um, and
1: the room that they end up doing their work in is the library. Right. And it's, you know, this obviously incredible dreamy library that's straight out of beauty and the beast right so was this book a little cheesy yes is disney a little cheesy absolutely and i think
0: that's probably what i didn't love about it
1: was the the cheesiness yeah and for me it was like i was looking at it through that lens i guess of of Disney. Disney. And so that's why I enjoyed it. Okay. And
0: I, again, I didn't dislike it. I mean, I read I'm, I I read it and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep going back to it. It wasn't something where I ever was like, oh my gosh, I need to pause. I need to go to a different book cuz I can't get through this book or anything like that. Um, it just wasn't my favorite love story or or flushed out enough that I thought it was super I mean, it they, was, they yeah. were with each other for a long time, so it developed their relationship decently, but I don't know. I did like that um, they're both African-American characters and that they did talk, you know, she talked about when they went surfing and she was in California and she's like, they're not going to have my size in this wetsuit kind of thing, and and they did. And she was just really proud of her, I think, like, of her figure and her... And who she is. And who she is. And so I thought that was really cool because she was a very... um, As much as she had a lack of confidence in her career in her writing, she was very confident in herself and who she was, and she wasn't going to allow him to speak to her in a demeaning way.
1: Totally, Um,
0: and she kind of he met his match in regard to that because I think most people cowered to him, and she just was not going to do that. And she even said, I think throughout the book, with other people, I don't you know, I just say, okay, and I, I'm like more submissive in work. And like, if someone needs something, I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, whatever you want, kind of thing. And she's like, and that's not what I did with him. Everything that she did, she only did it because she wanted to do it. Yeah. Um. And I thought that was, I think she got her confidence back from, from being with him and helping him. And she could see that this really was the right career path for her. And that she really did enjoy it. She was just burnt out, like, you know, people get. Uh, yeah,
1: because she really was good at helping him with his writing and getting him to write like she she actually did a really great job and she also when while he was writing she started writing again which is kind of a big deal for her right after after her confidence was crushed thanks to gaston i mean gavin um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i also wonder if you're like thinking the book was pretty mediocre and my really enjoying it have to do with things that we've read before this book. Because I think you've been on a streak of books that you absolutely love. That's loved, really true. And I was on a streak of like three star. That's really true. I, yeah. Yeah,
0: I could totally see that.
1: And so I was like, finally, a cute book that I'm enjoying that doesn't take a lot of, you know, thought. And it was just like brain candy and yeah. and sweet and fun.
0: One thing I will say, there is no way... That they can eat all of those snacks, of snacks, and the food that they eat, and not be one sick (laughs) or two, like in the two months she was there, however
1: long she was there for, like I would have gained like twenty pounds. (laughs) Yeah, well, because there's a giant snack cabinet. Not
0: that that's what, whatever, but I mean, it's everything that they eat is either junk food or. I mean, they yeah, and they ate constantly, all like the time. everything
1: that they did was surrounded by food and snacks, which is
0: wonderful, but not
1: not like I was thinking that because there's another book or another series that I've been reading, um, the House on Trad Street series, and the main character like says in there, "I can eat whatever I want," and I. Still have a great. She's from Charleston, so there's a bit of an accent. But it's like I can eat whatever I want, and I still have a great figure. And my I just was born with this metabolism. And I'm so like I'm thinking to myself like, are there really people out there like that that can do that and eat whatever they want and not gain any weight? I mean that's got to be kind of cool.
0: But but Izzy says you know I'm a size 12. Like she says that in the book, and you know I think that a lot of um, the heroines in in novels you know are these slim you know
1: conventional sense of beauty yeah yeah
0: and so I thought that was really cool Um, I do
1: love the representation that Jasmine Guillory gives to her characters I mean
0: because it's not found in a lot of other
1: no and yeah I I feel like she does a good job of that in in all of her books Mm -hmm. she Um, does
0: I will yeah I agree with that for sure So again, I think this is, is recommendable for sure, but, and I will say, yeah, my streak of really good reads maybe clouded my overall feel for this book, but, um, I did think it was good, but I would probably give it like a
1: 3.5. Oh, that's more than I was expecting. I mean, I'm going to go back and read the, um, Julie Murphy one too, the Cinderella one. Yeah. Are you... I don't know, maybe. Maybe.
0: I don't know. I, I never read any of her other. I didn't read, I know the books because I know they've been turned into movies and yeah. stuff. And I, I think I um, watched Dumplin'. Okay. But.
1: I really loved Dumplin' and Puddin' and her other books. So I'm excited to go back and read that one. But um, do you have a Freud and Freude?
0: Um, I just finished my first week um,
1: working from home. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: uh, it's definitely different, something to get used to. I'm currently not working full time, so I did have a little bit more um, time to myself, which I was able to clean my house, which Ooh. was actually kind of nice during the week. Um, sit down in my home when I needed a break. Um, but yeah, I think once I get into the routine of it, it'll be it'll be good, um, but it's definitely something to get used to.
1: Yeah, I struggled um, getting into a routine when, you know, the world shut down a couple years ago and we were forced to work from home. Um, Like we we put things in place like we would we would all meet every morning just for a few minutes just to get us going and everything. But it was it was tough to stay on track. I'm definitely an office worker. I get more done there. Yeah. i wouldn't say more it's just different
0: yeah it's definitely different um but yeah so i'm kind of um just trying to live in the moment of this situation yeah and like you know this opportunity so um yeah we'll see but it went well for the first week um but i'm hoping to kind of get more of like a real schedule structure in place um I just think it'll, like, I can organize things in my mind better that way. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, but what about you? Mine is that I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know when I was going to be able to come home, and so that was a little scary, a little freeing, a little surreal. It was a lot of mixed emotions, um, and I, I really – I thought I would be coming home on like Thursday or Friday, and mm-hmm. it, I came home on Tuesday, which mm-hmm. was, which was nice. But it just, I'm I'm happy to be home. I'm, I'm really sure. There. Yeah, I loved Spain. It was super cool. When I finally touched down in Miami, I was like. It is wonderful to be back in a place where English is the first language and I don't have to cuz I mean I speak some Spanish and I I did fine while I was there but it was uh it's kind of ex- it's exhausting trying to constantly like I, feel, I I really feel for people who come into this country not speaking this language right. and to have to struggle through it cuz it's it's really exhausting mm-hmm. to to constantly put Effort into just trying to communicate with someone, right. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, um yeah, I guess my Freud and Freud is that I'm home and can speak English again, <laughs> <laughs> which is really nice. Yeah. Me gusta Espanol, pero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a break from it. So, thanks for chatting with me.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're home. Me Looking too. forward to the next episode.
1: Me too.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com.
1: And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod.
0: Cheers!